Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories and the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassidy Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I am your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have Rourke with us. Hello, Rourke. Hello there. Hello there. It's good to see you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for taking time out to do this. It's a pleasure. Happy to do so. Happy to share. So tell us a bit about your business, Rook. Okay, that's uh, everybody has a story. Everybody has a backstory, and uh, we're no exception here. Uh, we spent a number of years, about five years, running an innovation business uh, in the mid-2000s. And uh, when that 2007-2008 economic crisis kind of hit, uh, that stuff like vaporized overnight. We're doing a lot of private client work, uh, patent work, trademark work. 3D CAD design and, and all that kind of stuff. And that kind of disappeared overnight. And um, I'm like, what do we do? What do we do? Where do we go from here? And we're, look, we're looking at different opportunities. And uh, yeah, we, we were regularly digging out pennies from the back of our sofa and stuff like that. And uh, it, I, I came, came across a good friend of mine, lifelong friend in the States, who was uh, involved in deodorization and pretty much gassing properties. Uh, and he said, hey, you need to take a look at this. So I started taking a look at this in about 2009 and uh, had to spend some time getting our money together to purchase our equipment and purchased our equipment and went live in uh, 1st of March 2011. And uh, so I kind of stumbled into it, but it, it's a good stumble in after about a decade of failing miserably at lots of stuff, you know. But yeah, and uh, so we've been at it nine and a half years now and uh, just grateful to be of service to folks, you know. But we stumbled into it. Fabulous. Sometimes uh, you stumble into the, some really good stuff, but you make it sound sort of a fairly straightforward journey. Have you had any challenges along the way? Anything but straightforward. You know, you see these graphs of the entrepreneurial journey and it's zigzags and highs and lows and V's and U's and everything else. And ours is, our, we're no exception. Um, spent a lot of years, our, our hearts were in the right place, but guess what? Touched my heart, man. My heart and mind wasn't aligned sufficiently to make a success of some things. And uh, even when we started this business in 2011, um, the first year, we're like, well, we got our equipment. What do we do? And uh, so we went out banging doors and banging the phones and started doing hotel, uh, deodorizing hotel rooms and and uh, de deodorizing uh, care home residential rooms and stuff like that and and in hindsight the amount of effort you put into it, it pretty tough first year was uh, kind of tough we made a couple pennies equipment a uh, year two i was involved in a heads of agreement document with uh, with some guys and kind of take it a bit further afield than i was trying to take it so i had about year two i, I was kind of stuck uh, just doing stuff local close to home uh, and I, I couldn't do anything nationally at that time and then the, after that i pulled out of that agreement after about a year uh they didn't think i'd do it but i was like enough's enough and uh we started banging doors and talking with insurance people, well, actually restoration companies and insurance companies. And um, a gentleman came across a gentleman, you know, synchronicity, how's this? Uh, I came across a gentleman, and now, nowadays we're friends, and I deeply ad admire and respect the guy. But he said, I'll give you an audience. I'll, I'll talk with you. And he works for the, the largest uh, disaster management company on planet Earth. And he said, I'll give you an audience. So we met at the truck stop up in Northampton Services. He came across a good friend of mine, and he said, i got to tell you a story, guys. He said, Rourke, you're the licensee for this in, in the U.K. and all that. Yeah, great. He said, I was looking at this long before you got involved, right? <laughs> so he was aware of the technology, and they started using us. And consequently, other companies started using us. And, 
you know, we don't have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of customers. What we have are several dozen customers that use us over and over again, which is kind of good. Um, I kind of stumbled into Stumblewind after about a decade of failing at the, the 2005 to 2012, 13, 14 mark. I'm like, I don't know how we survive financially. I really don't because every penny we had was going into feeding, feeding the machine. And in retrospect, um, I think we probably – I think you're right. You're right. Should have spent some of that money on turkeys for Christmas and a few more Christmas gifts because we had a few of those. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it wasn't without some difficulty, and uh, but it, it's grown from there, and we're we're still in the game nine and a half years on, and 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 we take nothing for granted, and we're grateful for every appointment we get. To be quite honest with you, but yeah, but the good news is with BioSweep, because we're dealing with insurance companies and restoration companies and pretty much everybody's above board and, 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 and you know, mainly people of integrity, I didn't have the innovation thing from yesteryear where if your contract wasn't wrapped up tight, 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 you, you're getting, you're getting cornhole for, you know, 40 grand or whatever. Cause we had some experiences where we entered into relationships pre- previous to BioSweep where the contracts probably weren't good enough, you know? And uh, but well, we've learned, had to learn a lot of lessons. I talked about the heart wanted to do one thing and the brain wanted to do another. And uh, because I think a lot of people kind of think, well, you just fake it till you make it. Well, you know what? That's 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 a hard road to choose to go down. And and we're people of integrity, at least we think we are. And uh, and we just we just knuckle down on the service. You know, if if we go out and do a job and if we execute it well, chances are somebody's going to call us back for another job. And that's kind of how we, that's a bit of our ethos. I mean, to be honest with you, we have three simple, simple rules at BioSweep UK Limited. You want to hear what they are? Go for it. You want to hear what they are? Okay. Rule number one, everybody humps their rucksack. What's that mean? It means everybody carries their load. Number two, we take exceptionally good care of customers. Rule number three, if we do number one and number two, well, everything else, going to be all right definitely and we've we've abided by that for like eight nine years and it continues to work you know and uh we, we don't take anything for granted you know we we, we uh we punch above our weight you know which is fair because you have to in this world uh and we deal with some big companies uh, some real big companies and we deal with small companies and we're family owned but the rules are simple we execute with precision because every job every we get judged in every job you know and it's about helping people out. And what I like about the BioSweep end of it in terms of decontaminating, decontaminating properties is, uh, call, me, call me crazy, but I think it's meaningful work, okay? It's meaningful work where we're actually getting a family, kids, people back in their homes after house fires and stuff like that. We're not the rip-out, strip-out guys. We go in after those professionals to get rid of the odors in their couches and their clothes and their house. And in the case of water escapes, getting rid of bacterium, you know. And and the thing I like about BioSweep that kind of keeps me jazzed up, and most of you know, all of us pretty much, is you're building short-term, you know, spurt relationships with people, but they're very meaningful. And, and we, we we get periodically some thank you letters that, that just <laughs> make you want to cry, you know. And we're, like, grateful to be a part of it, you know, and because we're able to help other people out. And, and, you know, in business, how many times have we all seen – Somebody's coming up with products for think, problems that don't exist, okay? Look, look at Silicon Valley. Half the stuff over there is it, coming up with stuff for problems that don't exist, okay? And, and that was a tough lesson for me to learn back when I was trying to sell T-shirts, uh, you know, 15 years ago. And uh, if, if, you don't, if you have a service or a product that solves a problem, 
you got to test the market. The old Schuhart learning cycle, okay? Uh, test the market, small scale, kind of cycle it around, and see if people are willing to dig in their pocket to pay for it, okay? Uh, and we're big on being fair, and uh, and 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 uh, we've done that, and, and it's worked out. So we, after 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 almost a decade of massive humongous failures at loads of stuff, actually wrote a book about that, but <laughs> another issue. But uh, but we found something that actually worked. It's a model that was working in the states, even though it was early days, and we've got it working over here, and we're just trying to build upon it. Fabulous. Well, what I love about that is your passion. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. You you know what? Um, if you're gonna, there's a lot of people out there. I mean, there was a study done like 30 years ago. It, by some uh, academic institution and they surveyed people about how many people employees really gave a rip whether or not their business that they work for burned down over the weekend and the 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 results the the data was staggering and that about 80 percent weren't too bothered and i'm like wow. i think i think it's changed it is for, for a lot of reasons but i think there's a lot of people doing stuff out there that they don't want to do to get a paycheck, you know, slogging their guts out. And I'm a big purveyor and believer. And if you ask anybody who ever has worked with me or worked for me or with me, you know, my job is to help get people ready for the next step. And to do, to do that, you got to help people find their voice. You got to help them find their creativity. You got you to be something, part of something that's bigger than yourself. And even though we're small, family owned, and we do national work and all that, um, it is actually something bigger, bigger than us, you know? I mean, the, what is it that's the, the quote, the, uh, this uh, the the what is it the uh, I don't want to mess it up but the sum of the whole is greater than the sum of the parts you know yes. what I mean and that's what we're part of and I think if you're going to do something if if you're out there slogging your guts out for peanuts or exchanging dollars you know hours for pounds if you hate doing what you're doing find something else you know there's a gal who bakes cakes locally and she's baked a few for me as as gifts you know from a, from a friend of mine and I'm like you need to start a, you need to start a bakery shop or you need to start selling cakes and she's like what and I'm like. They're good. They're the best cakes I've ever seen in my life, you know. And and, and we, it, it's all about edifying others and lifting people up. Okay. Hey, I'm not. I'm not a saint. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I got plenty of you know, things I'd probably be embarrassed to tell my mom about. But but I think it, we have an obligation to internally lift one another up and support one another to support our customers in their time of need because they're dealing with trauma a lot of them and i think i think not just this industry but wherever you work if you ain't able to if you're not able to lift people up and if, if you don't have people lifting you up you need, you need to check you need to take check your timesheet and see where you really need to be working you know you, you should you should find some zest and some zeal to face today and be a part of something special okay and and i think we are here and not only here but the guys in the states because i communicate with biosweep licensees here in the uk because we've got two of us and we've got a bunch of but there's about 30 or 40 or 35 across the u.s there's a bunch in canada and i'm communicating with these guys all the time and yeah i, I get it we're not some huge corporation we've got what about a hundred hundred twenty licensees around the world it's close-knit i can i can contact the guy in canada on my whatsapp and I'll get a response back in about five minutes, you know, or the guy in Vancouver, or British Columbia, or wherever. And it's it's nice to be a part of something that uh, that number one we take seriously, but number two we have a lot of fun doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things that's coming across very clearly is that um, you're running the business with heart, and people are at the centre of that. Yeah. They are. 
you're spot on there. And I've had to learn. I've had to learn. I've had to learn a lot over the last twenty years. Okay, because I was burnt. I mean, my first business venture after after I left manufacturing was making textiles. You know, doing urban wear and stuff like that. And there's some total of that two year relationship. I ended up with a textile wall that cost me about sixty two thousand pounds. Uh, and my wife says, "Oh, that's a sixty-two thousand pound wall a day." I say, "That, that, that's that's what I've learned. I've learned sixty-two thousand pounds worth of how not to do it the last two <laughs> years." And, uh, and I think, yeah, I just one example. The thing getting back to the heart mind congruence because you know you can you can try to buffalo yourself all day long, but until that twelve inches, that twelve inches, that biggest decision you're going to make is that one between your head and your heart. Once that thing connects, there's no stopping anybody. But but the th the trick is because People get in their 40s and 50s and they're thinking, why do I believe this? Because we all have our beliefs, right? And, and we find out in, in middle, what, the kingdom time frame that some of those beliefs we hold aren't accurate. A lot of those beliefs go back to when we were kids because in theta mode, we soak everything up till about the age of seven. And, and then we find out, at least I found out in 40s and 50s, that you got to get rid of some of them beliefs because they're not really yours, you know? And I think the point I'm trying to make there is that you can't kid yourself. You can't actually internalize and believe in the value of what you're doing and what you're providing or else it's artificial, man. And, 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 you know, nowadays with LinkedIn and social media and all that, and there's a lot of crazy stuff out there. We get that. But, but the people you're going to deal with and have relationships with, if they don't sense and understand and feel the authenticity they're dealing with, guess what? Your, your relationship can be pretty short, you know, unless you got to, cornered market on something people want to deal with people of integrity people want to deal with people that are authentic they want to deal with people that are safe that are safe as pairs of hands and you know what look around you look around the world today i mean i i don't spend a whole lot of time on linkedin these days wish i could um but i do try to go there a couple of times a week and there's lots of people you know like us kind of batting you know hitting batting above their their weight a little bit hitting above their weight punching above their weight but if we are what we are and we are not what we are not we ain't what we ain't, you know. And if, if you're if you're you know, Daddy Big Socks or Madam Big Socks, then great, good on you. You've earned it. You've done your time. But don't create some artificial panacea of what we are when that's not what we are. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, we've got to be authentic. People so, want authenticity. So if there's somebody yeah. listening to this and they're looking to do some work with somebody who's authentic, got passion, it's a big heart, and puts people at the center of what they do, um, how do they contact you, Ork? Well, you can contact me. Well, I'm pretty easy to find online. My life's a bit of an open book. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's some videos online, too, with, uh, with about 800,000 views. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Rourke at biosweep.co.uk. And, and we're all about lifting people up. And, if, you know, I'll take a phone call or an email from anybody. You may not get a response in five minutes, but you will get a response. And I get yeah, – because I'm trying to help people raise their game outside of our work and just people in commerce, you know, artists, you know, small business owners, young people trying to get ahead. And Hey, you know, I'm not professing how to do a few things right, you know, and, uh, but yeah, you can get me on, uh, Rourke at biostreet.co.uk and, uh, I'm easy to find on the internet. That's for sure. Fabulous. We'll add an extra link on our website right. so people can find you. That's fine. That's good. Fabulous. Okay. And I would and, say to uh, people, you know, I was doing a talk at uh, Chichester University. Well, go sorry, ahead, go, buddy. Go, you go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say, I was going to talk at Chichester University a couple of years, a few years back, and it was a group of about uh, 100 undergraduates and some faculty and tutors. And um, it was pretty cool, actually, because uh, I never got through the first slide on my slide deck, but we had a good time. And questions were zipping in through the Twitter feed, and and I was astounded. I was astounded, and I was I found peace and solace in the depth of questions that these young adults were asking. Because before that, I was thinking, you know, we're all doing the millennium thing and this is crazy. And I was like, these young people, they are asking exceptionally deep and meaningful questions. Like, what do you do when you get to the end of the tether? <laughs> Whoa, that's a good question. And then the question about, uh, the question about, well, what's, what's the biggest, what have you what's the biggest thing you've learned in like you know, 20 years of failing and trying to make it and doing okay these days and I was like well you got to know how far your walking boots can take it before you fall over and you, you got to know what your exposure is you got to know what your exposure is so you don't want you don't want to overplay your hand that that you that you bankrupt yourself because I've come close to that a couple of times there's a story or two there and I said uh, and I said you need to understand the depth of what, what you're, you need to you need to internalize you need to prepare yourself for the dark nights of the soul man because we all go through those and they're not fun but you need to know your exposure and uh, and you need to know how far your walking boots will take you and uh, and you need you need to believe believe in yourself and what you're doing Fabulous. that it provides value to others you know and that guy about the question about you know, what are you doing to get to the, the tether because I've been there a few times I've been about three days away from being homeless a long time ago not lately and I said you know what. You get to that point, you're going to do one or two things. You're going to fight or you're going to flight. And a long time ago, standing in the kitchen with my wife, and uh, and we were in a difficult spot, I said, honey, what are we going to do? I said, we got a choice. We can fight our way back into the light, or we can pack up the pup tent and run. She looked at me. I've been fighting ever since, you know, fighting our way back into the light, you know, trying to provide value and help others, you know. That there is- you go. And I would attest to that. You're, we, we've had a couple of beatings and we've had uh, some wonderful in-depth conversations. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of the great yeah. things about yeah. the local business network is the fabulous people involved there. And I would say to people, do reach out. Um, hey, there's some great talent. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So this has been the yeah, podcast. If you want some entertainment, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. So this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners. And until next time, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Rourke. Thanks for sharing your passion and your stories. Thank you very much, man. All the best. All the best. Stay strong. Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as employment protection, navigating the complex, time-consuming and cost of employment protection for each of our members. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.